Africa Agenda is a podcast that features conversations with people working at the intersection of open data, open government, and sustainable development in Africa. Hi, I'm Mushiri. Welcome to Let's Talk Data. This is the Maputo Protocol Edition. Um, and we've been talking to voices uh, that have been very... Uh, active in the in the in the gender uh, movement in Africa for a long time. Uh, one of the things that we're hoping to learn from them is is what's the, what's been the journey for Africa moving forward the women's rights agenda, uh, the equality agenda, the empowerment agenda, so that we have a uh, better life for everybody. Um, and t- today I'm joined by Nabila Abdumalik, a poet, a creative storyteller extraordinaire, if I may say so myself, and I do. Uh, welcome, Nabila. Thank you so much, Mushiri. Thank yeah. you for having me. Oh, um, I'm delighted. One of the things that I, I always wonder is how uh, a creative uh, communicator, an amazing storyteller, ended up working in the women's rights movement. Mm. Um, so, yeah, let's start there. How, how did you end up here? So, two of my foremost identities, I mean, obviously we have multiple identities that we live with and, and breathe with and walk with every day, but I would define myself as a Pan-Africanist and as a feminist. Um, so when the opportunity to work with one of the largest and oldest Pan-African women's rights organizations, uh, Feminist, came, came I, I jumped on it. I mean, I was excited. I thought this is a way of uh, working on issues that I'm passionate about uh, and not make it a side hustle or something I do in my spare time, but make it... Um, something I wake up to do on a daily basis. So at the time I was living in Harare, uh, so I moved to Nairobi and started working with Feminet and started off with advocacy. Um, And one of the great things about working with Feminet is that it's a pan-African membership-based organization. So you're working with women that are doing incredible things all across the continent. So women working on land rights, other women working on um, issues of female genital mutilation, others working on violence, countering violence uh, against women and girls. So also the diversity of issues um, that the organizations and individual members were working on were really, I don't want to say fascinating, but it's incredible to see uh, a network a movement, a coalition of women's rights activists, organizations, individuals who are making moves within their local and national spheres, and it builds up at regional and continental levels to to push agendas forward. What kind, what kind of issues, what kind of uh, you know work were you doing in Harare? In Harare, um, I mean, I had just graduated. Uh, I had just gotten my master's, so I was moving back to the continent, and I was looking for work, and I was asking people to bring me on board, even on a voluntary basis. So it was difficult, to be honest. Um, a lot of people don't are not open to it. They're not willing to give you uh, the time of day to even uh, see what what value br- you bring to the table or to the organization. So I, I used that time to really get engaged in the creative scene. Um, I was very much engaged with uh, the poetic scene, uh, so doing slams, 
um, attending creative events, engaging with uh, the Zim creative scene. We even founded a collective, uh, it was called the Zim Collective, and we had an idea to do an anthology of poetry, um, but bringing together various voices that were based in Harare at the time. Um, but also doing a bit of volunteer work with the World Food Programme. Wow, that, that was, uh, that was, sounds like a, an interesting time, and I'm sure um, some of what you you spend a lot of time doing in Harare with the poetry and the, the creative the creative scene there um, came in handy mm. at, at Remnant. It did. Um, it did. I think something that I'm learning now is to bring all of me wherever I am. So... What that means is when you're in a space, in a CSO space or in a space like the AU, sometimes you forget that creative side of you or you feel like it's not something that you can bring to the organization. It's something that you do after hours. Um, but to be honest, I think it would kind of bleed in at, at certain points when people would invite me for meetings and invite me to speak. I'd start with a poem. Um, and I think it was a way of telling people that there are multiple ways to push our work forward, that the kind of language that we use, the methods that we use don't have to be dry and boring and just be hidden in a, in a report that very few people read, that we can put forward our ideas in a creative manner um, and we can reach out to people in many ways because things that speak to us speak to us in different mediums, through different mediums. Some people appreciate poetry, some people appreciate music. Some appreciate film, some theater. Um, some like me appreciate food. Yes, you know. there you go, there you go. So <laughs> just trying to diversify the ways in which we communicate. Yeah. Um, but I think also part of asserting who I am into the the spaces where I engage. Right. Um, and then um, I know you, you were feminine for a while, did a lot of great work there. I had the privilege of a front row seat. Um, and then you moved on to... The African Union. Yeah. What was that like? It was tough, to be honest. Um, it was tough on a number of levels. One, because I moved from a very non-hierarchical institution or organization to what I can say is a, a huge monster in the, in the sense that it's a multilateral institution that brings together various interests and it's supposed to bring together the 54 then, now 55 states uh, that make up the African continent. So, I mean, in a way, it makes you appreciate how difficult the work of the AU is, um, why things don't move as quickly as we want them to move when you're outside. On the other hand, I think the bureaucracy, the hierarchy, the protocol was really difficult to to get to learn and, and almost to get used to. Um, again, particularly coming from an, an organization like Femnet where you have an idea, you have um, a director who believes in you, who believes in your capabilities and, and your politics yeah. and allows you to run with your ideas and allows you to innovate and implement new projects um, and doesn't ask you why you want to go on the streets to, to to lend your support to something like My Dress, My Choice, or why you've started a campaign on Justice for Liz, or why you're organizing solidarity amongst other African women and beyond for Bring Back Our Girls. It's because there's an understanding that it's part of our work, um, whether or not it's something that has been in our strategic plan, it's something that pushes our general agenda forward. It's something that advances the rights of women and girls. 
Um, I think at the EU, we're a bit more rigid. Mm-hmm. We're a bit more rigid in the ways in which we work. Um, and I, you know, for a creative, it's a bit difficult. So I think the two institutions are starkly different, the ways in which they work, the politics that drives them, um, the people, the diversity of voices that you have to listen to and build consensus, I think, is completely different. Uh, and I think, to be honest, it it allows you to appreciate the difficulties of working in a space like the African Union. Um, and I, and it's not to say that the EU is any different or... Uh, or the UN. Exactly. Uh, I think because it brings together... A variety of interests and in order to marry all of those interests into one place and move forward is is a difficult task it's uh so i think to getting into the au with all of my frustrations one of the things i left with is an appreciation for the ways in which things work and that sometimes things cannot move as fast as we'd like them to move um but of course there's a lot that can be done in order to make the work easier to motivate the people that are behind their desks uh, to really push some of these agendas and an appreciation also for the the amount an enormous amount of work that we have ahead of us as a continent uh, and the variety of issues that we need to address in, a, in order for us to achieve the aspirations that were laid out in agenda 2063 for example yeah um, so I'd like us to talk a little bit about um, your experience uh, when you when you came into the space working on uh, the women's rights agenda in Africa. Uh, but we'll do that uh, when we come back um, after the break. Mm-hmm. 